0: Okay, so here we go. Hand on our heart, deep breath. (sighs) We are so grateful to see these beautiful, smiling, shining faces. We're so grateful to be together. Grateful for this opportunity to join, to explore deeper this special relationship. We're grateful to acknowledge all that we have on the holy altar and to let it stay there. We're grateful to release any thoughts, behaviors, patterns that block the perfect flow of love and joy and creativity and abundance flowing to us and through us. So grateful for this beautiful community, grateful for Jennifer and her vision and all her inspiration to bring us together knowing the power of joining to inspire and uplift and heal us together as we share in this beautiful oneness. So we allow this call to unfold perfectly. We're grateful for the gift that it is and we share the benefits with everyone. And so it is. Amen. Okay. Wonderful. Yay. Okay, cool. Okay. So I feel like, We can just say we have some people who got to join us. Welcome, welcome. Hi, Phil. And just as a reminder, we have our our call is 45 minutes. We are going to review the breakout question from the previous week. So not this past Monday, but the previous Monday where we talked, where Jennifer spoke of the special relationship. So what I did today is the person transcribing the class is actually sending me the portion that's about the breakout. So what I did is put it in a doc. I'd like to share it with everyone. So as we look at it, we can read it together. And so it's okay if you're not fully prepared, but we can really be present to the topic and the questions that are for today and just see what comes. They'll, they always come. So no need to really come prepared fully. But Jennifer would just like to give you plenty of time to listen to last week's call. So we're going to review the brief conversation around the topic and review the questions for the breakout. And then I'll put you into groups of three. Last week, I ended up with two. I'll trust that it was perfect. Some of you were in groups of three. Um, We'll go into groups of three, and we'll have between 15 and 20 minutes to discuss the topic. And then we'll come back and discuss as a group. And we decided to post the group conversation portion to your podcast so you can re-listen in case you miss it. And then um, it's a way for people to also get to know a lot of the Europeans who don't get to share on the call. So it's great for people to be able to hear your insights too. Okay, so that's what we'll do. I'm going to share my screen. I'm not ready to so let me get ready. Okay, Here we go. So here's what we are looking at today. I'm just gonna read it through. It says in the breakout let's talk about special relationship. I'm inviting you to think of a relationship that feels difficult, that feels like the person is trying to manipulate you and or you're trying to manipulate them, there's giving to get. You give them this, they give you that. There's perhaps a spoken agreement, perhaps there's an unspoken agreement. The special relationship is codependency. If people stop giving you what you feel you need from the relationship, then the thought is, I've got to get out of here. This relationship is not working for me. These people aren't giving me what I need. And the sense of safety that was there in the beginning, the sense of, oh, they really get me, they validate me, they complete me, now it's flipped, and now it doesn't feel that way anymore. So I'm inviting you to identify at least one special relationship that you're aware of in your life now. If you don't feel like you have any now, perhaps you had one in the past. So that's the number one thing for you to do in your breakout group. Identify one special relationship, present or past. And then looking at it, how do you know that it's ego-based special relationship? Do you recognize that you have thought that they complete you or that they used to? And then lastly, is this lastly? Mm, Almost lastly, would you be willing to put spirit in charge of the relationship? If not, What is the fear that you have? And then she says, last thing, are you giving to get? Are you manipulating? Are you allowing yourself to be manipulated? Okay, and the last thing she says about this is these are big questions. These are really very personal and powerful questions. Much of the time we don't like to look at it, but always remember that we're bringing things to the light without judgment. So a lot of times we don't wish to speak about these things or look at these things because we're judging ourselves. We're judging others so intensely, but this is our opportunity to bring things to the light and to really have a healing. And as I've said, this is one of the most miraculous results people get out of masterful living. So I'm going to come back to the group. Penelope has a question. Go ahead.
1: Was the, the last, this Monday's class and last week's Monday's class exactly the same breakout because that seems to be the same wording from this Monday's class because I've just been listening to it an hour or two back.
0: (laughs) But I know we talked about giving to get in the last breakout from last week, so here's what we'll do. We are, we're going to go with this one because I think it's last week plus building a bit. So thank you for pointing that out. The other thing that I know that we're doing, which will be kind of a backup in case I mess up ever, we're making a list of all the breakout questions we've ever covered and we're gonna have them on hand because for example, this coming Monday is a community call and we won't have a breakout question for a future time. So let's go with this. Thank you, Penelope, because I think it's last week plus a little more. I'm gonna go with it. Yes, Sheila. Yeah, I, I was gonna say the same thing as Penelope, but
2: I'm glad we're discussing it because I wasn't there on Monday and I do have, oh.
0: Okay, all right, so we're back and I hope you had a good time and please anyone who would like to share with the group any insights you had, Um further insights, first-time insights, anything you'd like to share. And you could just raise your hand or begin, whoever'd like to start.
3: Um, One thing I wanted to tell you, Angela, is we ran out of time. I actually took up most of the time. (laughs) didn't notice <laughs> i kept on talking and, and, and you know i just was letting it all out so uh we kind of right I think Diane and Penelope still still need a little bit of more time so i just wanted to let you know
0: okay that's good to know mm-hmm.
3: the thing is that we're going so deep into these things that it's sometimes you know sometimes it looks like whoa 15 20 minutes is gonna be a lot but once you start talking and then everything starts coming out it's it's yes. a bit more difficult, like staying you know, with a less time.
0: Okay. okay. Thank you.
3: Okay.
4: Well. Yes,
1: Stephanie and then Betty?
4: Um, I think in our group we realized um, that. Just about every relationship we have, we give to get, even in the simplest relationships of someone maybe, you know, walking by us or being maybe in in a bad mood, how, you know, we'll try to paper it over with being in a good mood instead to compensate for their bad mood or, you know, use um, just about every relationship we have um, to give to get in some form or another.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Interesting,
1: thank you. Betty? Well I think it's something similar. Uh, I have the idea in our group that we are manipulating or we are being manipulated by the other one. Uh, It happens because we are anxious to lose the other one. So we say yes and thinking no But we don't want to lose the other one, and that's uh, in both directions. Mm. I I think it's my conclusion. I don't know if uh, my group agrees with me, but I think so. That was was, uh,
4: my insight,
1: anyway. Mm. Do you agree? Um, (laughs) I've got got your name. (laughs) <laughs> Sheila and um, uh, Laurie, it was. yes hmm.
5: yes I agree
1: yeah 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 nicely
5: summarized yeah
1: yeah and Sheila mm-hmm. maybe you had another opinion It's okay uh, go ahead you hear me yeah yeah no we we kind of
2: again we kind of ran out of time too it was amazing i thought oh my gosh 18 minutes that's a long time but we got talking and the time just flew by uh yeah i i really like um what was it stephanie share was it stephanie mm-hmm. You shared that every relationship we kind of give to get and yes we did share that i think we all feel a little bit that if we if we don't give we're afraid of loss, of the relationship, a
1: little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
6: Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Phil. And I think we get a sense of competition. You know, lesser than, greater than. I'm doing more, you're doing less. This is like a tug-of-war going on. Um, so that's what, that's what came to mind.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I know Jennifer, over the years, has said keeping score,
6: hmm.
0: that kind of. Hmm. Go ahead, Sheila.
2: Yeah, my question is, how do we know if we're giving to get if we're just being the nice guy? What do you think? Uh, it's that it's a feeling. Mm. That if it doesn't feel right, then um, it could be giving to get.
0: Mm. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lorraine?
5: I can uh, could totally relate to Phil's comment um, given what we talked about, we kind of talked about it from the other direction, but what, what Phil said made me realize that, um, yeah, how, I'm not explaining this correctly, or, well, hold on. <laughs> Phil said we kind of have a tug of war, and uh, Sheila and Betty and I, we talked about where we give so that we can get the security and the assurance that they're going to kind of stay with us, but on the other hand, I, I, I also understand that tug of war thing because I often give to my son and when he then doesn't give back, then the competition, because I say, wait a minute, now I did this and this and this and this, and you can't even be bothered to do that. And that's like a total, you know, give and, give and get. So that was very interesting that you made that comment, Phil.
0: It's like oh. the victim and the attacker.
6: Sorry. It's okay. And also the gold, the silver and the bronze. You know, I'm the gold, gold star guy. You over there's the, uh, the bronze lady. <laughs> I guess there's, a, there's an element of trophy, trophy, trophyism as well. You know, you're sort of putting people on pedestals and giving them too much power, giving your own power away. Draining yourself. And a sense of it's like a race as well. Who's the first one to the finish line?
5: And at some point, which is every point, which is the point that everyone has to reach, you just get so darn tired. Of exerting that energy, and that's when you make the change.
2: I was just going to say I don't feel so much competition as um, see, so losing my train of thought. As uh, I've totally lost my train of thought, it'll come back. <laughs> Sorry.
3: i found that um, in in our group, or generally for myself, I have to say, it's like a lot of avoidance. So I might not be giving it. well, I've tried to avoid in order not to get what I think I might not get. (laughs) So um, so the expectations may not be met, so I just won't bother. Um, So it's kind of the the opposite way around, but still, um, I guess it's a special relationship because you're just avoiding being hurt or...
6: Um, being rejected. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It's like you're going back into a cave for male. It's like going back into a cave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, retreating into your cave, removing yourself from any more hurt. Yeah,
4: Stephanie. When is it that you can ask for what you want without being manipulative? Mm. And if you're secure in what you want and you're okay with it not being provided to you and you ask for it and the other side feels manipulative ma- manipulated are you being manipulative hmm, does that make is that our was that a long roundabout
7: hi this is Arava. i'm sorry i'm on the phone so i wasn't quite sure how to raise my hand
3: oh sorry
0: go for it
7: um, So, Stephanie's comment, um, yeah, I ran out of time, too, uh, with my partner, who was very generous and kind to listen, Um, but Stephanie's comment made me think about a very big shift that happened for me today, after doing some really intense release, and it was another relationship, not the one that I felt really triggered about, but another relationship that I have been really working to keep as a holy relationship. And I realized this morning when I had the shift that it was okay for me to ask, where do I stand? And you know what? I love you and it's okay whatever the answer is and I wrote that out and then later on something happened and I wanted to share it and I sent that to and I was just I was okay with whatever came back and that felt like a total miracle but it also felt like an answered prayer like um that I don't have to be codependent. there's at least one relationship, for sure, that all this work and prayer around. And um, I did my divine experiment several months ago around keep, about this holy relationship and making it holy because I began to understand that the relationship was really about recognizing my own sense of unworthiness. So, um, yeah so i don't know they may seem manipulated and that thought crossed my mind but i felt like i was as gentle as i could be in being open and honest about hey i just want to know what are you thinking about this i think i've made myself clear if i haven't let's talk about it so.
0: Thank you. And Araba, I think it's star nine to raise your hand in the future just so you don't feel you can't contribute. Thank you. Okay. Do you want to follow up, Stephanie, or have further thoughts
4: or any? No, thank you for sharing that, Araba. It makes me contemplate that. You really have to let go of the attachment to the outcome that you want in order not to make the situation a manipulation. And your job probably isn't to, um, well, I guess your job isn't to spend the time worrying about what another person thinks or feels because your job is to lose your attachment to the outcome and to stay in pure love yourself. Thank you. I know we're coming
0: up on time, but I'm open if there are other people who would like to share anything. If you need to go on time, it's okay too but I'm okay to stay a little longer if there's anyone else. Go ahead, Lorraine. I think that when we
5: truly have love at the base of anything we want to express and we are following our heart's desire, then when we express our need, it will come across in a loving way. But if our need or our expression is not coming from love and there's a twist of, of of manipulation in there or something that we're not really acknowledging because we're just not willing to look at it, then we're probably gonna get those other kinds of results. I don't think I've ever acted out of pure love and had a result that wasn't Loving back in some way. It's only when the ego's in there that he twi- it twists it around and makes it an attack situation, or a, um, or a, uh, I can't think of the word, um, in disencouraging situation, and and disappointing situation.
1: Yeah.
0: Thank you. Anyone else like to share, support your learning?
6: Go. And this is what just came up. It's like you're modeling your parents. So you're seeing the interaction between your mom and dad, and uh, that determines your interaction with in my case women. Um, and the ego is a very devious, insane operating system that thinks that your parents are the best model
1: mm.
6: I don't know how to relate in my case to women. So that's what just flew in.
1: Mm.
0: Araba, you have your hand raised? I can unmute you. Go ahead.
7: Thank you. That was I really appreciated the shares that both Lorraine and Phil did. And I know for me that I spent I, I spent all night long writing. And one of the things that came out was the 22-year codependent relationship of, um, I guess it's really 26 years, codependency of my marriage. And, you know, really writing that out about just that whole give to get and the disappointments and, and the looking at the parents, like, you know, the model of both his parents and my parents and how that seemed to play a role in everything that happened. Um, It felt really, I feel like that made a big difference to the shift happening. And before I sent my message to this other person, you know, I, I definitely partnered up and I just, I saw their picture, and I said, may you receive this with love, and, I, you know, I just kept reiterating that, and that really felt different. I also heard Lorraine say in relationship with her son, and I can totally identify with that. I have a 10-year-old son, and as he is going into his own self-identity, I, I feel how much I don't want to be, like, my parents or other models of parents and really take myself out of the, the I do this for you too you should do this for me and it's hard I find it very challenging
1: yeah thank you
0: I'll just share because I feel inspired by I just read in, um we're reading in the upper levels of David Hawkins book and what I loved that he wrote was that it's our innocence that absorbs these patterns we're innocent we see the pattern it becomes maybe our pattern but at the time like now we're like oh, these patterns but we were our operating system was so innocent it absorbed whatever we were around. But I love the word innocent because it feels to me that the forgiveness of it, it just feels like it's easy to forgive. We were innocent when we picked it up. We were just picking up things innocently. And, and so we can, we can work to find a better one now. But I, I don't know. I just felt moved to share that. Lorraine,
5: Lisette? That, that kind of ties in with what Dr. Hugh Len says, with with the innocent child, the inner child, but innocent, mm. and it's all just the wrong patterns that have been programmed. But the child is at the core; he's innocent, and he just needs to clean out all of that false programming.
0: So innocence is still there. It's it's who we really are. Yeah.
1: Lissette, that you want to see?
3: In regards to innocence, something came up a little bit, uh, a, bit a little while ago. And it's uh, when I have gone into relationships that at the end uh, are very manipulating, I'm a very, I'm an empath. And, um, and I know where it comes from. Um, I was the oldest of six children. And my parents always told me that I was basically in charge of the other five because of the work schedule that I was, I was, I feel that all my life I was told you need to give, you need to give to others, but giving to myself was considered selfish. So in my innocence, I was always giving. And I found myself doing everything you can imagine. I was um, doing the volunteer work and I was working with no pay for, you know, in a couple of jobs, just because I wanted to go through the process of learning and I thought the opportunity was there. But it was a lot of, you know, it was uh, my innocence and just being so giving. And then I understood was that that much giving came from black. It didn't, I I couldn't understand it because I said, no, I'm just a very loving person. And I said, you know what, you're very loving because you need a lot of love. That's what you're projecting. Your needs unto other. But it was masked as being the very giving person.
0: Beautiful awareness. Great. I'm gonna say last comment. Anyone feel they have one more burning comment? Hmm. Thank you. I just want to thank everyone for coming. I can feel this topic is like not so much fun per se but important but it's almost like we didn't get to come to a resolution of the holy relationship but it's really important to highlight what doesn't work and (laughs) and and then we're being uh called to what does work so thank you for all for all of you for showing up for sharing so deeply and i will open this space up if if anyone would like to pray us out if no one would i will happily but if somebody would like to close us out in prayer, I'd love to give you the opportunity. Okay. Yeah, okay, I think it's me. All right, hand on your heart, please. Deep breath in. And we're centering in this beautiful love, this beautiful sharing, all the support, all the wisdom, collectively, so grateful for our willingness, our interest to be here, to heal together, to bring to the light patterns, experiences, relationships that no longer serve us. We are so willing to let them go. We're willing to replace lack with true abundance. We are gra- we're willing to know how to behave with a pure, loving intent willing to place on the altar all relationships, all of them, and let them be fully transformed to holy relationships. And we trust in the process of our healing. We trust that healing is unfolding and happening as we align our hearts and our minds together. So we bless each person here, the whole community, all of the relationships that we hold the ways that they are helping wake us up we are so grateful and thankful and we bless each other on our way and so it is amen okay if you want to say bye everyone's unmuted